Las películas están muertos. El cine muerto. El cine muerto. Muerto. Uh, yeah. Well, here, here we are again. It's, uh, it's, uh, we're trying to do a little uh, throwback to <laughs> our earlier days when we were still full of life and uh, joy. You mean 1996? Uh, no, like last year. What do you mean? Like last year when we started doing the podcast. I think we're still full of life and joy. Well, we were less stressed out. We were less jaded. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. We were less... Uh, real life has caught up to more us. More hopeful for the future. Yeah, movies. real life has just slapped us inside the head. On the side of the head, so... We've gotten older. Gotten older. A Time bit is wiser, going faster. A bit more cynical. Yeah, definitely that. Comes with the territory. And uh, you wanted to do a music video, which I haven't watched yet. Oh yeah, we eventually I want to do uh, music videos are dead. Yeah, you brought up a great idea of us like reviewing the music video the first ten minutes of the pod. Yeah, it's like a good intro. Yeah, that'd be great. So eventually we'll start doing that. Uh, first one off would be Moby. We are all made of stars. I don't know. I just feel like the lost art of a music video. You know, it's yeah. It, there was at a time it meant something. So we're gonna be uh, doing that in this near future. Um, you know, but. Uh, I think uh, mus- up soon. music videos are still important for a certain generation who just watches music videos on YouTube. I do. I watch a ton of music videos on YouTube. Oh, that's good. But, I mean, like the way we grew up, we watched them on VH1, MTV, MTV and you could just leave it on all day. That exactly. was a crazy thing and walk around, do whatever you want. There was three-hour blocks of music videos. Three-hour blocks and like a dumb reality show would come up, like, I don't know, like yeah. maybe like Real World or something. Real World, like... North Dakota or something. Like sometimes you would wake up in the middle of the night, turn on the TV. Oh yeah, I remember doing that the the first couple of years I moved out. Actually, I remember I had I had got like cable. Yeah. During the last day of the cable, and I'd get up at three in the morning and just put on like music videos. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers "Can't Stop" video would be on. Yeah, there you go. Mark Romanek. Oh hell yeah, that's a great Shout one. Shout out. So. I mean, it's it's so nice not to be on the internet, just in general. You know, it's not nice not to be on Twitter. Yeah. TikTok or Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, I know. Are you on there still? You're on the Grum? I have an account. I just don't really go on it. That's good. Yeah, I remember. Just um, because there's such relief in not knowing what everyone's talking about and worried about. Yeah. It seems so empty and useless. No, it is empty and useless. I just chill now. What happened to this change of heart? I remember I was, I, a couple years ago, or not even years ago, when we first met, I'd be like, yeah, I don't have any of that stuff. And you were like, you are like, the fuck you know i would tell people i'm like now i'm social media <laughs> sound like me. and then people would like be like they would look at me like if i was like the unabomber or something <laughs> you know what i mean i just thought you'd get an insta because i like your pictures that's it yeah yeah pictures and stuff i like your pictures yeah. eventually thank you so much you know i appreciate that eventually i'll get back on dexter uh the five-year mark or maybe even the summer i don't know on the ground but as far as twitter goes or tiktok i just i don't know all that stuff is like uh brain waste so it's a waste of time yeah i don't know it's just kind of startling to me and kind of disturbing that like like our culture and political forum is on twitter nowadays and that measures like the world's uh especially america somehow that like measures america's uh a public opinion on things yeah it just it, uh, controls the way the culture is talked about and the, yeah. way, and the way it moves at least with TV back in the day, you had three stations and it was controlled by the Illuminati to some degree, right? They controlled what you yeah, saw. Yeah, the government. Yeah. The Illuminati and, and the Freemasons. Yeah, they influenced everything. And you're just like, oh, okay, here we go. Yes, sir. So, but yeah. Um, anyway, that'd be awesome if we got Vincent Yellow on the pod. Or, you know, even, uh, what's his name? Is it Boots Riley? Yeah, Boots Riley. That would be another one that I would love to interview, talk movies with. Sure. So, and of course, you know, Elvis Mitchell. Elvis Mitchell. But he doesn't do interviews. Yeah, he does. I don't think he really does. He can only interview. He can't be interviewed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. He says, I don't think he, I don't think he really says much. You know, so. Very mysterious character. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, anyway. Uh, the birdcage. Oh, yeah, guys. Okay, so here we go. So we are starting Flamboyant May. It is upon us. Mm. Uh, we did Corral last week. Was that a part of Flamboyant May? That's aphrodisiac <gasps> April. Yeah, aphrodisiac April has some, a week. S- somehow led into Flamboyant May. 
And Flamboyant May, you know, we got The Birdcage this week, 1996, um, directed by Mike Nichols. Elaine May wrote it. Elaine May. Shout out to Elaine May. Elaine May. Yeah. Uh, This one is uh, Robin Williams, you know, and uh, Gene Hackman, Nathan Lane, Delissa Flockhart, Hank Azaria. Dan Weist. Yeah, is it Weist, right? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Dan Futterman. We have to talk about Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. What the fuck? What about Hank Azaria? Not really what the fuck. I mean, it's just uh, funny and curious how in the 90s he was sort of this, like, I don't know if he's Italian. He's Italian, right? I assume. <laughs> I but think he, so. He's like one of those guys that just uh, is a stand-in for every different ethnicity they could think of. Kind of like John Turturro. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> so in here, he's in this movie, he's playing a Guatemalan man. He's a Guatemalan man. And uh, who else? He did a poo on The Simpsons. He did everybody. He does everybody on The Simpsons. Like, yeah. like Ralphie. I think he does uh, Chief Wiggum. That's a good one. A poo. That's a good one. Moe. He does Moe. Does Mo? Oh, he does like nine characters, like twenty-four characters on that show. So he does Indian, he does Asian, he does Mexican. Yeah, he's really good. Could even do black, maybe if he went that far. But, and then uh, Heat, he's, he was in Heat. That's right. He's yeah. the guy who has the affair with Ashley Judd, sh- the big ass. Yeah, yes, the big ass man. Yeah, he's kind of scummy in that movie. He's definitely scummy. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, but nineties were a big time for him. Especially yeah, mid nineties. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. When did Godzilla come out? Ninety seven. Godzilla was ninety eight, I think. Ninety eight, right? Big time for Hank Azaria. Yeah, I love that movie. Why don't we review that movie? We'll get there. Matthew Broderick. We'll get there one we day. should do late late nineties Matthew Broderick. Godzilla, election, go go gadget. <laughs> What's it? Inspector Gadget. Inspector mean. Gadget. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll do those. Was he the voice of Stuart Little or was that Michael J? I have no idea. I can't remember what his voice sounds like. Yeah. What does Truth Little sound like? I thought it's a cross between Michael J. Fox and Matthew Broderick, I think. It's one of those. Um, sure. Yeah. Oh, we'll leave that out to the viewers to find out. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, this yeah. Hank Azaria. You said, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, Hank Azaria as Agador Spartacus. That's his name. He yeah. is the... You know, I take anything away from him. Funny performance. But still, uh, it's funny that way that the way that I think that still happens. Yeah, often Hollywood. Not to be too woke, you know, but just it's weird. It's weird to me personally. Why? Like, for example, like in Breaking Bad or uh, Better Call Saul, okay. there's all these people who are supposed to be Spanish speakers or natives. Yeah, and they have the most atrocious accents. Like they just learned everything phonetically. <laughs> And it's like, just why didn't you get a native speaker to play this role? Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, you had the right look and <laughs> we had to do it. And it's like, no, yeah. you can find the same quality of performance of someone who can speak the language. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Well, it's falling apart. What a care. I want them all in. So anyway, anyway, Hank Azaria. Go wild. He was ama- he, th- that's the first thing I noticed about this movie. The first time I saw it, I don't know, I was a kid, but, um, he would like it was just amazing like especially the, you, you know when he's singing she worked hard for the money yeah or he's singing like glorious stuff on you know what i mean or he's dancing how old were you when you saw this movie uh seven or wow. six it's pretty young yeah what'd you think of it back then i thought it was funny it's a funny movie it's a very fun i thought especially the scene where um my robin williams does uh Michael Kidd, Michael Kidd, Madonna, Madonna, uh, yeah. like that to me as a kid was funny. Yeah, I don't know. And then Robin Williams at the time, I mean, he was everywhere. So when I saw him in this movie when I was a kid, I was like, I don't know. It's just like, oh, yeah, Flubber. Yeah, you know, he was Aladdin. He was huge for me as a kid, like one of my biggest heroes. No, yeah, I, I know. I was thinking about that while watching this. I was like, man, he was so fucking good during yeah. that time period. Like Miss, like Mrs. Doubtfire, Mrs. Jumanji. Doubtfire. Jumanji, yeah. You had um, even Fisher Re- King. Fisher King, and then you know what dreams may come. Yeah, and um, and then he did one hour photo. I remember watching one hour photo. I remember as a that kid too. too. Like, I fucking love that movie. Even as a kid, I was obsessed with that movie. It was he pretty did back weird. to back. He did um, one hour photo, and then he did uh, Insomnia. Great movie as well. Like, weird Robin Williams, you know. Um, I always thought he should have played the Joker in some way. Yeah, uh, definitely. The Riddler or something. That would have been a good fit for Would have been a great fit, yeah. The people but, really missed out. But yeah, even recently when I saw that Billy Crystal and Robin Williams movie called Father's Day, which yeah. I had no idea existed, it came out in like 96 or something, uh, I was like, God damn, he was so good, Robin Williams. Um, even his stand-up, 
you know, I think it was that live from live on Broadway or live on the in New York or something where he's performing and he has that bit about banging a gorilla. Uh, I don't know. I thought that was like hilarious, you know, as a kid growing up. But yeah, his uh, performance in this is like fucking. Uh, we should do a month of unforgettable. It's unforgettable. We should do a winter Williams, dude. We should do a winter, and we forgot Goodwill Hunting as well. But yeah, you know that's definitely. how good he was, you know, at the time, where it was just like every year, it's like boom, boom, yeah. hit after hit. And uh, Robin Williams, like in this movie, you know, as uh, Armand Goldman, is just like crazy to watch. The characteristics, his mannerisms, the uh, his his getups, the costumes, his mannerisms, like with yeah. his hands and his his mustache. Um. It's very hard to like say like oh you know he it's kind of hard to dismiss it as just like he's stereotyping a homosexual man you know what I mean? Not like Nathan Lane is. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah you know like Robin Williams playing like the 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 husband like the. Yeah, he's the husband in the he's relationship. Like the more masculine type. He yeah, he's the butch. He's the butch one. He's the one that tries to teach Nathan Lane's character how um, to walk like a man. How to walk, how to be a man. Yeah. Nathan Lane is uh, Albert Goldman in this movie, and he tries to teach him after they receive the news that their son Val, whom Armin had a kid with with a previous lady twenty years before, yeah. decides to marry. A senator's daughter, played by Trillissa Flockhart, by the name of Barbara Keeley. So, this movie, I don't like. I was thinking about it. I was watching, it and I was like, eh, "This couldn't be made nowadays." Like, it's very hard to make this movie now because of a technology. Like, you couldn't make it in the modern day. No, you couldn't make no, it in the modern it'd be day. Different. I had to rewrite it. You'd have to rewrite it. Hank Azaria would be played by like a real Mexican guy or something, Probably or not. Puerto Rican or Cuban, right? Like a Latino guy. Nathan Lane would probably be Asian. Robin Williams' character would probably be white. You know, it would just be like, who would they get? For, oh, they get like Bo Yang. Bo Yang what's his name? from Bo Yang Yang from uh, SNL. I don't watch it. Like Nathan show. Lane. I know. I don't watch it either. But I know some of the cast. Um, but yeah, it would just be I mean, like totally yeah. garbage, I think, if they were to adapt it. Sure. Today. Maybe. I mean,. And then also Val wouldn't look like he's four, like thirty five years old when he's supposed to be twenty. Like Jesus fucking Christ! I like, mean, some dudes look at some like white dudes look like that under that age. Yeah, some white guys do look like I. I agree. A lot of yeah. white people age. They they age very fast. They just like when they're sixteen, they look like twenty eight. Oh and they man, keep I looking know. that way until they have like 34. a beard and shit. And I'm just like, dude, you're gonna look awful. Like they're already 30. tall. Like they're like six feet two. It's very yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, it's very rare that they actually stay that good looking. And they actually look, you know what I mean? Yeah, they probably drink. They too just much. ate so quick. I don't know what it is. Um, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just uh, it's very much of its time. And extremely. You, you wouldn't have Mike Nichols around, who's uh, one of the best comedic directors of his generation or any generation, really. You have yeah. a bunch of uh, medium qualified hacks now just running around doing comedies, and they don't have the the strong hand that Mike Nichols had. No, I agree. Um, I can't see anybody else directing this movie either. I mean, Mike Nichols' direction and staging as yeah. well, and where he puts the camera. Even that opening shot of the movie, where it it's a, it's like a gliding shot over the sea, and then like it goes into the it goes onto a street the into the club, and it's all tracking. Yeah, it's almost like boogie nights or something. Boogie you know I mean? nights. So yeah. is that where's the cut in that scene? Do you know? Is well, it, it at the door? It seems like it goes from a helicopter and then it's lowered down onto some sort of dolly when right? it gets to the beach. But you is there can't a, tell. Is there a cut though somewhere? You I think? think it's yeah. I think they digitally cut it together somewhere. So it's right. Noticeable. Emmanuel Lubezki DP'd yeah, it. So sure. Emmanuel Lubezki's out here, and it's a great movie. It's the color, yeah. especially. That was about to say for a, for a '90s comedy. Yeah. The look of the movie is special. I think. And it, and it pops. Rodrigo Garcia operated the camera, too. I don't know and, if we should uh, mention that, but it was great. The staging is very classical compositions. Yeah. It's sort of like a screwball comedy from the 30s or 40s. That's true, yeah. There is some sort of like wilder material going on here. Yeah, and you like know, um, you've seen my Nichols go crazy before with the camera, you know. Graduate, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf. That's he's true. Not, he's not afraid of more theatrical, dramatic staging. Yeah. I'm going to camera around. This is very simple. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. agree. And especially like the like this scene between the Gene Hackman uh who plays Senator Keeley and Diane Weiss, who plays uh-huh. Louise Keeley. Like between them at the dinner table when they find out uh Gene Hackman's uh colleague, Eli Jackson died. You know. Well, it's a scandal though, because he's it's a huge scandal. A black prostitute. Yeah, he he Eli Jackson, the senator, dies in bed with a underage They're black on, prostitute. What are the Committee of Good Morals or something? Committee of Good, good Morals. Ethics and morals good somebody? ethics and morals. Sign of the times. You know, very That's, conservative, yeah. you know. There was still it's ninety six Right, so there was still that like Reagan leftover stranglehold of conservatorship, you know. Yeah. Letting you know, let's get rid of rap music. The gays are ruining the country, all that jazz. Anyway, um, yeah. So it's all the staging's uh, really great, you know. Yeah. And uh, this does feel like a play, which it was adapted from a play, a French play, right? It was then made into French movie. I was gonna watch it, but I forgot. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch it because I don't know. I was just like, let's just watch the Birdcage. You know, the yeah. American one, because I like that. I don't know. I've never seen the original, so I think Americans. Is it like an Abdel Sohos type of deal where I'm gonna watch it and then be like, okay, it's you know, I kind of like the American version better. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Which one? The original. The original one. What do you think of Abdel Sohos? I think it's fine. I just prefer Vanilla Sky. I know it's so Americanized and pop culture-y. It's kind of hard to deny it. I mean, yeah, it makes it unique and places it in the place and time where it does and it makes it seem sort of i don't know nostalgic for me because it's yeah about the time i grew up yeah right i agree and just i don't know like yeah. the like the original isn't as emotionally effective as the no the it's not is. it's, it's not it's more of like a horror movie it's in some more way. like a thriller and it's yeah not really um don't try to like make you cry vanilla sky does no vanilla sky makes you rethink things and what's yeah. recently said where's the old you or what does he say this because this new guy this new guy is shit, all right? And then Tom Cruise is like, he's like, where's the bathroom? He's like, it's over there by the girl. It looks like Bjork. That's what Jason Lee says. Huh? Yeah. I, 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 that was a great review. Check out that review, guys. Yeah. yeah. This guy. That's good. <laughs> but yeah, this new guy is shit. Um, Shout out Jason Lee. The proximity of my infatuation, is that what he says? Julie Gianni? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, especially yeah. I was uh, I was watching any given Sunday. Oh, Oliver Stone. Yeah, and Cameron Diaz. Oh yeah, she's great in that she's movie. Great, yeah. She's like the owner, right, or something. Yeah, she's, she's like the owner. owner. She's like yeah. constantly like, screaming at Al Pacino. Yeah, that's a very Al Pacino role. You gotta put him in. You oh. gotta put him in the game. I love that. That's like that's a great Al Pacino era. That's like uh, Insider, any given Sunday, yeah. leading up to Insomnia. You know, it's full Pacino then. It's post. It's post heat, post Glendary Glenn Ross. Yeah. You know, so he's he's totally Pacino. He's in it. Every other sentence is him going like, "What?" You know what I mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay. Kind of like how shouts every line. <laughs> where it works, it's just he's just so amazing. Anyway. It kind of started with uh, Carlito's way. It kind of it kind of started. He there. didn't really shout in that movie though. Yeah, he kind of goes. Maybe I don't remember the last time I blew my nose. Kind of like it started a little here and there. Okay. I yeah. owe him. You know what I mean? A lot of people really remember the scent, scent of a woman. That's the big Pacino role. Yeah. It, like that's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, that's post though. I, that's, um, I think it's before. No, it's right before 93 yeah. or 92. Yeah. Hoo-ah! Yeah. And uh, he gives that whole monologue, just like shouting the yeah. whole thing. Maybe it started with Devil's Advocate, actually. Maybe that was definitely part of it. It's definitely yeah. part of that era. It's a weird era. It's a weird Pacino era. Pacino, man, for a while there, he was lost in the wilderness. Like the early No, that 2000s. was still great work. It's still great work. After yeah. that, he just like, what would he do? Like, he was like in Jack and Jill or something? He was like, dude, he was like in 88 Minutes, Righteous yeah, Kill. Like, which, dude, Righteous Kill, like, <laughs> we got to review Righteous Kill. De Niro, Pacino, 50 Cent, <laughs> Rob Deerdetz in that movie. Um, like... We got to review that one, but it was a, it was a, it was a lost era. Yeah. It was like, you know, the, you know, how, like Bob Dylan has like the lost years. Like people are like, those are his lost years. Right. People, uh, know how, when I haven't watched the humbling, Greta the Gerwig. Humbling. no, I haven't seen that. It's based on a Philip Roth novel and, uh, Greta Gerwig places like 20 something lover. 
Oh, really? He's like 70. Pacino's lover? Yeah. It's disgusting. I know. We should Holy get, shit. We gotta get our hands on it, that. It kind of fits, though, because Greta Gerwig, I mean, like, even in Frances Ha, she kind of looks older. Remember in Frances Ha, they even tell her, like, you look old, but you, like, you don't have your shit together? Yeah. Yeah. But she's, uh, she's got one of those old faces. She does have one of those. Ah, poor Pobrecita. I feel bad for her. But then, uh, but then, she's yeah, doing she's, fine. Yeah, well, she's, like, are. making moolah, so. Yeah, but yeah, I do feel bad for her in that Looking way. Looking forward to Barbie. And Peter's I know it should be interesting, soon. right? I don't know. Yeah, I feel it's gonna be some sort of meta comedic sort of you know satire thing, right? It should be good. But anyway, um, yeah. we got off track there. Went on a Pacino tangent, tangent. But um, <laughs> so this movie, Gene Hackman's in it, and Gene Hackman doesn't act anymore. That's he right. is retired. retired in New Mexico, supposedly. Uh, after Welcome to Mooseport. Yeah, that was his last one? Yeah. Holy shit. Has it been that long? 18 years? That's right. 18 years. Yeah. I saw Welcome to Mooseport in theaters, too. That's crazy. I didn't know that was like going to be his last movie. Yeah, second to last was the Royal Tenenbaums, right? Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a, he's amazing in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he's, be- he's, he's great. Even though it's like he's playing like a straightforward role that's something George C. Scott would play. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, it's a conservative senator, right? So, yeah, like... He, yeah. Go ahead. So, you know, it's a simple role, but he plays it up so well. You know, like like that monologue he gives about foliage in West Virginia and Ohio. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's fucking great. I know it's writing and, you know, it's, like, adapted from a play, but, like, the way he does it is, like, so, like, what the fuck? Yeah, that might even not be from the play, though. That's it's, true, it's yeah. Like Elaine May wrote. Yeah, it's true, yeah. It could be adapted just for him. Yeah. So. Just, uh, yeah, you're right. Great performance, and he's always great. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite Hackman role? Conversation, probably. Oh, I love the ending of that movie. Yeah. When just he's just like, that's like me, saxophone. honestly. Like, honest, like the tiles all lifted up. Like, the, you know what I mean? That you Things right are now? destroyed. That's like, that's like me. That's me spiraling every day when I think about like, because I, I future trip, as I've learned recently, future trip, where you like start thinking of the future and you're like, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. This bad thing, this, and then this is gonna happen. Then I'll be this, this, and then I'm gonna end up in prison. Then I'm gonna die in prison alone, right? It always goes there. So like, it always ends like the Irishman. I'm just like dead in prison. You know what I mean? Just by yourself, like Joe Pesci. I'm just like, oh, he's dead. And they're like wheeling, wheeling me away in a wheelchair. So like, yeah, I mean, the future tripping, right? It's yeah. too much to handle and everything, but. Yeah, the conversation's great. Conversation, I love that one. Yeah, that's uh, uh, French Connection, amazing. French Connection. I love that movie. It ends on like a black screen. It do- it just ends in like a underground tunnel, right? And you just hear a couple shots, like bang, 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 and it just cuts to black. You don't know what happens at the end. Well, at least you know you have, you have the sequel, right? Yeah, I mean, does that count though? Who directed it? Frankenheimer, right? Yeah. But then Friedkin did that again with Sorcerer as well. The guy goes into the hut. Right? And it goes, bam, 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 and that's it, and it's over. Do you hear gunshots? Well, you hear, like, a truck. Supposedly, it's a truck backfiring, but that's the rumor. But doesn't it just imply that he dies? Yeah. Roy Schneider, right? Roy Schneider? Yeah, Schneider. Uh, Roy Schneider. Um, but I'm forgiven as well. Great role. Oh, he's amazing in that one. Yeah. What about too. the one where uh, Crimson, what is it, Red Tide? What is it? Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide, yeah, that one. Hoosiers? Hoosiers? Is he, is he in Hoosiers? Is, does he play Bobby Knight, right? Is he not? here, I don't think. Who plays Bobby Knight then in Hoosiers? Not sure. He's in the replacements, though. Yeah, shout out to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Heist. Heist, okay. Yeah. David Mamet movie, pretty yeah. good. What else we got? We got Lex Luthor. Which one? Lex Luthor and Superman. Oh, yeah, I love him in that role. Fits him very well. And uh, Quick and the Dead. All right. It's a great movie. And, of course, you know, uh, what's what's Night another? moves. I was about to bring that up. Yeah. Night moves. There fucking night moves. What a movie. Holy what a career. Shit. Fucking night moves, man. I always forget he's alive because he's gone, you know, he's he's been away for he's so still long. Still out there late 80s or something. You know, he's old. He's an oldie. Yeah. He's a relic of the past, you know. It's a, he's amazing though. So sort of, yeah. You know. It's uh it's tragic. You go around to any like 20 something kid and ask them, "You know who Gene Hackman is?" Who? What's your favorite Gene Hackman movie? Uh it would be like that. You know what I mean? Be like, be, Is he I would be like, Wes I'll Anderson give you movie? $50. <laughs> Name your favorite Gene Hackman movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Annie Hall. 
Um, tragic, but there we go. Yeah. Um, he's amazing in the in um in the in the birdcage, you know, and he's all stiff and conservative in this movie, you know, representing that uh that that Reagan conservatism and stuff, you know, and his daughter played by Calissa Flockhart by the name of Barbara Keeley. Who would have thought Calissa Flockhart would have like the like one of the bigger careers after this movie? You know what I mean? She did. Allie McBeal. Wow. You know? She's Allie McBeal? Yeah, she was Allie McBeal. She married Harrison Ford. How old is she in this movie? Oh, she's got to be like 20s. She's supposed to be 18, right? And she always seemed too old. Yeah, that's true. Not that it matters, but 64. She was 32. She's 32 in this movie? Yeah, she's born in 64. Holy shit. That's right. Dude, so let me get this straight. She's supposed to know what the fuck? That's right, so, buddy. So, Calissa is 32. And is, how, how, how old is uh, Dan Futterman then? Dan Futterman is uh, 29. The math, in this right? movie? Yeah. 29 and 32. And they're supposed to be playing kids. That's right. Wow. So it was, that's how it was back then. Yeah, that's how it what was. Gonna, it, they're still do? doing that like 80s casting. In the 80s, they would do that. They get like really old people. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. They just look old, right? They do look old. Yeah, they do. Like, they look very old. You know, it's not like a Christina Ricci Buffalo sixty six yeah. where she's a kid. And they're like, Oh, they can't these people they you can't get married and you're like, Why not? They yeah. Look, I know. Yeah. Fine. So they were like uh, you know, Gene Hackman and uh Diane Weist, yeah. plays his wife Louise Keeley. Um they're like, You can't marry you're so young, right? Everybody's just shitting on marriage in this movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Even the yeah. conservatives are like, What? You know what I mean? And then, like, Nathan Lane and Robin Williams are, like, especially Nathan Lane's, like, he's going to ruin his life. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you never really see why they like each other so much. They're just two good-looking white people, which I guess is enough sometimes. For who's the two good-looking white people? Both? Dan Farman, Uh the fuck? You never see, you never, like, really get a sense of, like, why they actually like each other. That is true. It is kind of like a waspy type of love going on. Yeah, they just want you to believe it. I guess it's fine. And it's believable. Yeah. I buy into it. Because really, the story is not really about them, in my opinion. It's more about the parents. That's right. And so Val requests that uh, his dad, Armand, pretend to be straight. Straight for the brothers. Weekend. Yep. Yep. And uh, to bring in his mom, who hasn't yep. talked, who hasn't seen him in his whole life, right? Played by Christine Baranski. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's a shitty thing to ask, I think. The what? It's a shitty thing to ask of your dad to hide entire his entire sense of being. That's true, yeah. No, it's very bizarre watching it in 2022. It's like, well, you're telling your dad not to be gay? Yeah, it's just like... It's weird. Why not just, like, hire a different dad? Yeah, you could hire a dad. Get an apartment somewhere yeah, in Miami. You could, you could Airbnb it or some film yeah, or something. Like, <laughs> like a short actor, film. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, sad and disheartening, but I think that's, you know, that's where the country was at the time. If you think about it, you know? Yeah. You know, homosexuality was still, like, this thing of, like, ugh. You know what I mean? He's a what? You know, where people is a head turner kind of. Was um, it? It wasn't like nowadays. Obviously, they're in Miami, right? Yeah. Everyone's walking around half naked with dicks out and tits out. So like, but I mean, as a conservative guy, Gene Hackman's like, what is this? You know what I mean? And he's like a senator. Yeah, right? politically, with the whole scandal, he can't really, you know, be seen. Yeah. His daughter marrying the son of a gay man. That's true. So it's just very jarring. It's a bunch of sad people. The culture, it's just culture shock, really. And, you know, um, I, I don't know. I just feel like homosexuality at the time was still one of those things where I was like, oh, okay, he's gay. Now it's kind of different. Now people are coming out, they have, like, multi-genders, and they're, and they're fluid. They like boys, they like girls, they're asexual, yeah. pansexual, polysexual, this sexual, right? So it's all, you know, it's all different now. Um, times have changed. Times have changed, yeah. And like RuPaul and drag racing, you know, drag queens are huge. They're like rock stars nowadays. So, do you know that RuPaul loves fracking? I I did not know this. Well, here you go. Here's okay. your Where'd you learn this? Newspaper. Like she bought land, like Montana or something, to have the land fracked. There you go. Anyway, she's fracking on that land. Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Start your engines. That's the theme song. Um, he's a very good smoker, Robin Williams, in this movie. Robin Williams is amazing in this movie. Smoking, drinking, uh, eating. He's uh, The close-ups are what make this movie, in my opinion. Yeah. There's a close-up right now we just saw of him smoking a cigarette at the bar alone. 
phenomenal. There's a close-up of him at the dinner table when they're trying to fool Gene Hackman and Diane Weist of shock. It's a shocked face of when he discovers that Nathan Lane is dressed in drag. Mm. Beautiful close-ups. Well, yeah, it's the master performer. It is very masterful. What What do you like? Yeah, it's like I think he's like one of the best actors ever. Really, I think I think so. Yeah, he he defined acting. It's kind of strange that he's dead. Sometimes I, I I still think he's still alive. Yeah, I remember when he died. Yeah, me the too. The day I found out he died. Yeah, I remember when I found out too. It was it's so just... strange. It was like oh, what? And I was like, oh yeah, he's a comedian. Makes sense. Very sad. But well, it came out after is that the disease he had sort of you know pushed him to do it. Yeah, so it's just so. Uh, so destroyed him mentally and yeah. physically. Yeah, it's not it's easy being. Yeah, it's not easy being like a comedian, like a well-known. You know what I mean? Like a. Yeah, well, yeah. You gotta have some that. sort of demon. You know, demons to be a comedian. Sure, but I think it was more than that, really. Yeah, it's more than that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's so sad. Nathan Lane is also a great actor, but he sort of plays uh more of the cliche. It's more movie. of yeah, it's your stereotypical, you know, gay Feminines, guy. Feminines, feminine. arms. You know, he it's very Elton Johnny his uh I outfits. Guess. Like there's an yeah. outfit he wears that's just like very Elton John. It's like a lemonade gold hat, pink glasses. Yeah. It's very Elliot Gold in Ocean's Eleven kind of. You know, it's like, <laughs> whoa, that's a look. Yeah. You know? maybe. Yeah. But it's a be- I mean it's a beautiful performance by Nathan Lane. Yeah, especially when he comes in the last three minutes in drag yeah. trying to be his mom. It's beautiful. A- Amazing. Beautiful sequence. Yeah. yeah. Even leading up to it, you know, Nathan Lane is so, uh, how would you say, flamboyant and amazing. Definitely flamboyant, yeah. You know, even the opening scene where he's just laying there when we introduce his character and he has, like, something draped over his face and he doesn't want to perform. He's not motivated, mm. right? Even that is just, like, awesome. Him throwing up his arms and the cries he does out of nowhere, you know? Yeah, like a whale. It's like a whale, yeah. Huh. I can't do it. Like, anyway. ah! Yeah, it's really like that. It's kind of like that. Look it's at really uh, a big deal. Hank Azaria. He obviously went to the gym, right? He hit the gym hard in this movie. I think so. I think Hank Azaria probably hit the gym. He looks like he would have hit the gym. He's got a very lean build in this movie. Beautiful body. Yeah, very nice. You know, he fills in some uh, jean shorts very well. He does some good physical comedy, especially when he's dressed up as a waiter. Definitely, comes yeah. In as, comes in barefoot. He doesn't know how to wear shoes, so he's stumbling he around. He's in his native homeland. He doesn't wear shoes, right? I suppose so. Like, he just doesn't like wearing shoes because he he's like always shoes, going yeah. on the way to the beach or something. Yeah. And uh, he does, yeah, some great physical, physical comedy when he's, like, making the whole stew. Like, is a weird stew he makes at the end. Yeah, with an egg in it. Like, single egg. And he doesn't make an yeah. entree. Yeah, and everybody freaks out. He puts out the bowls with the penises and the and the men having sex. Is that a philosopher when they say philosophy? What do they say? Greek boys? Yeah, Greek boys. Um, yeah. yeah, anything else to add? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. You know, some of my favorite scenes in this movie would have to be, obviously, the final sequence, you know, uh, of when the whole gimmick really is... Uh, you know, revealed to Gene Hackman and Diane Weist how amazing that it's like a stage play, you know? Yep. That stage play. Or even, uh, you know, how they uh, come up with a plan to get Gene Hackman and family out of the club without being spotted by the press. You know, even those last few scenes are beautiful, you know? Yeah, they're they're well done. All to the song of uh, We Are Family. That's right. You know? I mean, yeah, it's it's a good movie. <laughs> no one really talks about it anymore, really. No, it's kind of forgotten. You really see it like, brought up. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's because this movie is kind of like watching it now. It's like you could be like, well, those are just stereotypes of gay people. You know what I mean? You kind of you could dismiss it. Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of like it's the kind of movie it is. It would just you know sort of like has to rely on cliches and stereotypes. Yeah. To have the comedy work. Yeah, but still, Elaine May. And Mike Nichols sort of bring a sort of uh, uh, real empathy to who these people are underneath. They do bring real empathy. So it doesn't seem so shallow and manufactured as it could have been. I agree. It seems like, and the performances as well, obviously, but it seems like these are actually people sometimes instead of just caricatures. Yeah. Which is nice. It's, it's, what, I, it's what I like. It's what I want in a movie. 
Me too. I want actual human beings, not, you know, cartoons. Yeah, I kept on thinking about it. I was like, man, this was like a studio movie yeah. made back then. Like, in comparison to the shit now put out, I'm just like, dude, this is a fucking movie. Like, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Times have changed. Streaming. Pandemic. Pandy. The comic book movies have taken over. Yeah, I mean, it's just not the audience or the market for these kinds of movies anymore. No, and then I, I'm and sure if it, I'm sure if this was made, was made, they'd be like, you know, there'd be like some sort of Twitter storm of how offensive, no, you know. I no, mean, I think it'd be mostly embraced, but it'd probably be a bit, a bit safer than it is now. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I think the magic to this movie is like the time it was made and from everything to the set design to the city used, the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. It's very much a uh, product of its time. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. There you go. How about the Corel uh, watch along? That could How'd that go? Better. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Some that, dead spots. We lost. Uh, we lost. We lost some momentum. We started out fiery the first hour and ten, and then I was like, I was like, holy shit! The back thirty. Or After just... the sex scene stop, your your energy went down. I know. This no, no more sex scenes. I was like, Jesus. I wish uh, I was excited about anything the way you're excited about that first sex scene. Oh, when he fucks him in the ass yeah. and the yeah, the bartender. Yeah. He spits on his ass. He's like, what was his name? Nono. Something like that. He's like, no, no, I want to fuck you. And he like, just demolishes him. He talks like that, buddy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what a beautiful movie, Corral. I love that movie so much. It's a special one. Definitely sure. inspo. It's unique. Look at that. Oh, there's the dude from Seinfeld on the right. Oh, the guy. The female voice, yeah. Yeah, the high talker. The high talker. Yeah, I didn't recognize him, but there you go. Yeah. It was the 90s after all. Yeah. You know, and there's also a photographer in this movie. Grant Haslov. Yeah, that guy used to come on in a shitload of movies. Let's go through his movies. Ready? I know he's like the producer and co-writer of George Clooney for our bunch of Yeah, yeah. I know. I just saw that. I had no idea. Let me see. Known for his producing and writing collaborations with George Clooney. Goats. He did that one? Yeah. Directed that one, I think. Really? Yeah. He looks like he didn't hang out with Clooney. Good night and good luck. Yeah. Dude, he co-wrote that? Yeah, what a fucking movie. And he was in it, too. Yeah, you keep talking. Yeah, I love that movie. He also, con- let's check out his uh, his, 90s, right. his 90s work. Ready? Yeah. Congo, Black Congo. Sheep, True Black Lies. Sheep. Loved him in True Lies, by the way. He's the guy that has the shootout with Arnold Schwarzenegger at the Bonaventure Hotel in downtown L.A. Beautiful fucking um, sequence. Shout mm-hmm. out to James Cameron. Uh, Dante's Peak. Enemy of the state. Holy shit. What a fucking banger of a career. He was in Leatherheads too. The American. Shout out to Anton Corbin. Yep. Oh, wait. Did he co-write The American or produce it? Hold on. Oh, he only produced it. Fuck, I thought he was in it. <laughs> yeah, he was in Leatherheads. Huh. Uh, Argo. He was a producer on Argo. Holy yeah. shit. Wait a minute. He Wait a minute. He won an Oscar for Argo? One best picture, so yes. Holy shit! He, yeah, he won. So Heslov, Clooney, and Ben Affleck won the Oscars for Argo that year. Good for them. Man, I forgot Clooney even won for that. Yeah, he's a producer, right? Producer, yeah. But I don't think uh, any of them went on stage. It was ben no, it's just Ben Affleck. Yeah, some other dudes. Um, yeah. Have you ever, ever? I guess not, but. George Clooney has a tequila brand, right? They sold off. He does. I've seen. I see the posters sometimes. I mean the the. Once well, like him and the other dude on Mars. Yeah, is that the Mar- Is that the watch one or the fucking tequila That's the one? Tequila one. I was like thinking we should do a Photoshop of that me and you. Yeah, <laughs> motorcycles. motorcycles. We should do a Photoshop of us. The movies are dead alcohol. Movies are dead vodka. Yeah, I was. Uh, we should do a birdcage Photoshop. Me and you, Nathan Lane. Okay. I think you'd you'd you could pull off a fucking uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I could pull off the Nathan Lane. They just Photoshop us in. But, um, yeah, that's uh, his tequila brand, right? The motorcycle one? Yeah, it's uh, good for him, I guess. I mean, no, yeah, good, great for him. Portfolio you know? yeah. or something. I didn't know he just made a movie, too, with Ty Sheridan. I think Ty Sheridan and Ben Affleck were Oh, right yeah, The Tender Bar or something. Yeah, I didn't see that one, but it's an Amazon I got to watch it. It'll, I'm sure it's a heartwarming time. You know, I didn't see Suburbicon, you know. Yeah, I didn't, didn't watch get good reviews. 
I don't know. I mean, it's been it's been tough for him. I saw the Midnight Sky. You see that one? I didn't see that one. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. I mean, he sort of lost his magic after Good Night and Good Luck, right? Um, I, I like the Ides of March. That's Monuments right, yeah. Men. You know, not bad. He got an angry, like a angry Philip Seymour Hoffman in that one. Where he just like I love Philip Seymour Hoffman in that all movie. The time, hands on hips. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, cigarettes. Yeah. A lot of cigarettes. A lot of mumbling, throaty talk. Like his hair like half his half is covering his it's that head. Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah he's like out of dark he's in a, he's always in a dark alley he's like, he's like you know what I mean yeah, sound like Jeffrey like, Wright in the Batman sort of like that yeah. energy. Jeffrey Wright looks like shit in the Batman but he plays it so well though Jim Gordon it's believable a, he doesn't look that bad. he looks terrible he like, looks tired. a lot of fried food a lot of fucking like bad fucking sleep yeah. no sleep really cigarettes they should you know. let him smoke. I don't think uh, he's they, amazing. Jeffrey Wright smokes that movie. Which but one? In the Batman. No, movie. I don't. No, nobody smokes in the movie. They can't smoke in the movie because it's a WB. It's a WB movie. They don't use smoke anymore. It's too bad. No, nah, because I think it influences people. Right? That's the fear. Yeah, it's dumb though. Like, kids don't smoke. Kids don't smoke cigarettes nowadays. They smoke they vape. vapes. They do exactly. the vape. They vape the jewels. They do the jewels. You know. That's like, what hey. Commissioner Gordon should do. You should vape. Yeah, they should pull out a vape. Like, all annoying. I just fucking hate those things. Do you? I'm kind of annoying. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I have a coworker just like vapes in his office. It's like <laughs> just blowing it comes around. Comes out just like smoke. I remember one time I vaped out. at a restaurant and I felt, and I didn't even know I did it. I was that. I did it cool. like by accident. I just pulled out the thing and I did it real quick, and I went, and I was like, "What the fuck? I don't even smoke." But but it was in someone your had given me a. Uh, one of those vape pens, and I and I and I did it. So, how did it feel? I felt like an asshole. I was like, "Why the fuck did I just do that in this restaurant?" I was like, "What a fucking waste!" But we were outside though. So anyway, Grant Heslov, what a career though. Yeah. <laughs> Very underrated. See, I want one of those careers in Hollywood. Yeah. You're 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 here and there in the movies. You co-write. You produce. You fucking win an Oscar. That's you know great. what I mean? Yeah. That's a great career. Shout out to Grant Heslov. Hey, if you ever want to come on the podcast, Grant Heslov, uh, we'll zoom it as well. It just if, if you want to talk we'll movies, come to you. what? We'll come to you. We'll Grant come to Heslov. you. We could zoom it. Whatever you want to do, man. Let us know. Uh, we want to talk to you about your career. What inspired you, et cetera, et cetera. So anybody knows Grant Heslov, get this to him. Yeah, send him the podcast. Send him please. the podcast. We love him here. Movies are dead. Yeah. Shout out to those little uh, unknown soldiers in the field, you know. I love those people so much. You know. They don't get acknowledged. They don't. They don't have any name recognition. No, it's kind of those like those character actors. There's like a character actor like I've seen in like a whole bunch of movies, but I always forget his name. He came on in Blade Runner two oh four nine. He he came on Dalmachian? What is it? David Dalmachian? I think I'm pronouncing his name though. You know what I'm talking about. We've talked yeah, about him on the podcast. We talked. We we talked about him. David Alamach. Ian. Let me see. Hold on. He comes out in bangers all the time. Like you're always like, holy shit, he's in this movie. In which one? The Dark Knight. This guy's career. I envy his career. This is, uh, you know, it, uh, Mr. Uh, let's see, what's his name? Uh, Desmarkian. David Desmarkian. If you ever want to come on the podcast, uh, let us know. We love you here at Movies Are Dead and your career is astounding. We've looked up to you. Um, he just comes out in banger after banger. And, um, you know, I want one of those careers, you know, where you're just, you just show up and things and you're like, holy shit, there he is. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, Movies Are Dead. Uh, there we go. Birdcage. That's our review. Shout out to Man Lubesky. Uh, rest in peace. If you want to come on, come to the podcast. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Mike Nichols, rest in peace, right? Elaine May, still out what's there. Your, wait, what's your favorite Michael Nichols movie? Um, I don't know, man. Did I'm he not... do Carnal Knowledge? Yeah. That's a did. hell of a movie. I like that movie. It's very slow, burning, very 60s. I don't know, man. Like, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? So great. Yeah, I mean, that one's great. Graduate. Graduate's fine. Uh, I've just never been a big fan of him, to be honest. Other he's very out. boomery. Not even that. He's good. He's obviously very talented. Yeah. Uh, but I would. I mean, like, I remember watching Closer, liking that one a lot. Oh, okay. You don't like Closer? No, I don't think I've ever seen Closer. You should watch it. It's Who's Colin, that with? Colin Thurth. For, no, Colin. Uh, not Colin, Colin Farrell. His name? No. Clive Owen. Oh, Clive Owen. Jude Law. Where is Clive Owen? I know he did the Nick, and now he's like, what's he in now? 
I don't know, man. For some reason, he's been. Uh, is like, he waiting for like the fucking uh, like shoot him up sequel or something? Because I haven't seen him in a minute, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Charlie Wilson's War. Remember that one? Oh, I love that movie. It's a good one. That was Nichols. Yeah. Holy shit, that's a great movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Another by the way. Classic Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Performance. Always burned out, looking great. That's right. Rest Cursing, in peace. Drinking. Yeah. Uh, Angels in America. It's a good one. It's a good adaptation. Good Pacino role, by the way. That was that. Yeah, Pacino. Late nineties Pacino. Not not really that late nineties, but around the point. And uh. Working Girl, I don't know, hadn't seen it. Wolf, Postcards from the Edge, Silkwood, Primary Colors. Primary Colors, yeah. I think I've seen Working Girl. Is that what Sigourney Weaver, Working Girl? Who's uh, in that one? Yeah, and some Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Yep. Alec Baldwin. It's a great movie. He did that, um, whatchamacallit, he did that uh, Gary Shandling movie. What Which Planet one? Are You From? Oh, I haven't seen that one. Pretty, it's not great, but for some I reason, love Gary Shandling. I think he did it for the money. Fucking Larry Sanders show is great. Yeah, that's I was a great obsessed show. with that show for a while. That's a great show, brah. That was like one of the first shows on Netflix that they got streaming. Oh yeah, that was like the first one I remember, and I was like, holy shit! I was like, I've never seen this, and I started watching it. This was like 2010 or 09 or something. Uh-huh. And I was obsessed with that show, and I was like, hey now! <clears throat> Shout out to to Hank. Um, anyway, movies are dead. That's our episode for the week. Flamboyant May is upon us. Uh, what's next week, Bobo? What do we got for you Flamboyant came up May? With all the, uh, all Did the, I? The Holy shit. Let's, let's refer to the list. Here we go, baby. This is all your, uh, idea. This is your brainchild. Alrighty. This, uh, came from your loins. This came from my loins? Hold on. Did, uh, let's do Dreamers again, because I fucking love that movie. It's, it's all right. It's all right, bro. Hold on. I wish Mac Nichols did Dreamers. <laughs> what? I wish Mac Nichols did <laughs> yeah. Dreamers. Uh, y tu mamá también? You want to do that one Is next that week? Flamboyant? That's flamboyant. Beetlejuice? Pink Flamingos? Um, Pink Flamingos, I guess. I'll name them. I'll name them. Ready? Y tu mamá también? Beetlejuice? Birdcage? Well, we did that one. Corel did that one. Pink Flamingos? The Mask? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Found in the Paradise? We did a face in the crowd. Lust Caution. I think that was Aphrodisiac April now. Was it Aphrodisiac April? Yeah, that was it. These don't seem very flamboyant. All right, what's flamboyant made? Then? Do you do Pink Flamingos then. You want to do Pink Flamingos? Yeah. All right, let's do Pink Flamingos then. John Waters, if you're listening. John Waters, we love you, man. Hey, man, keep it real, dude. All right, so movies are dead. Uh, uh, Los películas están muertos. Uh, yep. You know, um, Shout out to the pochos out there that listen to us. We love Chicanos, our pochos and the Chicanos. Latinx. Latinx. We love you guys. Keep Latinos. Latinas. Hey, whatever line. you identify as nowadays, we welcome you here. Movies are dead. So uh, goes out to all those unappreciated kids who had weird taste in music and art. Yeah. Couldn't fit in with your cousins and your brothers. Couldn't fit in. Maybe you're addicted to Halo, watched anime, uh, listened to metal. Hey, all shout at the out to the special, like, special shout out to all those Mexican kids who were into anime. Yeah. Got I mean, on the talk, a, uh, talk about being ahead of your time because nowadays everybody's fucking watching anime. All the fucking jocks and shit and cheerleaders, they're in anime. That's right. So if you were watching anime 10, 15 years ago, we fucking love you. If you're a Latino, into that shit. Yeah. We love you even more. They weren't appreciated back then, but weren't now, appreciated. But hey. Now you are here. You are the pearl of the clam here at Movies Are Dead. Okay. So anyway, uh be sure to check out the back catalog. Vanilla Sky, Demon Lover. What else did we fucking do? We've done so many fucking movies I can't remember. Birdcage. Corral Watch Along. Mikey Cajillionaire. Holy shit. What else? Body double. We always read a body, body double. double. What's another one? Big hit body double. What's another one? Who else did we do? Dude, we've done so many, I forgot. Many. Check out the October back catalog. Prince of Fartness, Angel Fart. Hellraiser as, 2. As Bobo said Hellraiser 2. Hellraiser 1 and 2, because we loved Hellraiser 1 so fucking much that we just. I think we have to keep going this year. We've got to do Hellraiser 3. We could, dude. We are doing fucking Hellraiser 3, and I will dress as a Centobite <laughs> as we do it. All right? I'll have the fucking pins coming out of my face and shit. Fucking always talking like this. And uh, what else are we doing for October? What else? We got we got we winter. About it we got winter Williams. Yeah, winter Williams. What's what's another one? 
We had for, something for Christmas. Williams? We had something oh, for Christmas too. I forgot. I'm not sure, but we were doing Soderbergh September. Soderbergh September's on the way. That's right. Uh, uh, June change my tune. Musicals. That's right. Yeah. Musicals. So if you were in, if you're into that fucking musical shit. Uh, old school musicals. Uh, we're gonna have uh, you know June. That's what that's that's what, that's what it's gonna be. Exciting, very musicals. exciting. We got yeah. big plans here. If anybody knows Vincent Gallo, Grant Heslov, uh, David Malkarian, uh, for already Malchian, I think. Malchian. Say, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, let him know. We love him here. Movies are dead. We want to interview them. And James Gunn, if you're out there listening. James Gunn, if you're listening. Also, and you're like, what about women? Okay, if anybody knows Miranda July. We want her on the show. Greater Gerwin, we want her on the show. Sofia Coppola. Sofia Coppola. We will interview them and ask them uh, questions only about movies, influences. We're not going to be asking about politics or current events. We will only no, keep it with we? movies. All right? Who else you got out there? There's so many out there. There's so many underappreciated artists out there. Why don't we have guests on here, Bobo? How do we get guests? We don't know anybody. <laughs> we, don't know. <laughs> we should start local, start small. Uh, there's a big, uh, there's a big, uh, uh, what you call it, wealth of resources here locally. That we can reach out to. Yeah. We just, <laughs> yeah. We might be too much for for an audience for an average guest, you know, to take in. It might be. You never know. We have some sort of chaotic energy here that uh, we have very chaotic energy. Might be able to handle. <laughs> yeah, we are pochos locos, locos pochos. All right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, be sure to check out the back catalog. Rate, subscribe, review. If you hate us, hey man. I'm sorry. We're not like, you know, those real critics out there. We didn't come for money. And That's there you right. Go. We don't live in Brooklyn. We don't we live in live Brooklyn. In, we don't live in Williamsburg. We don't live in Williamsburg. Dressing in we a don't cowboy hat. And we don't live in Silver Lake. Counterfeit cowboy We don't live in Echo Park. $8 lattes out yep. of a glass. Los Feliz, we don't live there either, so I'm sorry. We want right. we, we we to pay London. our rent and live a nice life. We so. don't live in London. You know, in Paris. Yeah, last time I was in Silver Lake, I was like, "What the fuck is happening here?" What do you mean? I don't know. I went. I think I went to Silver Lake, or was it uh, Echo Park? I forgot where. No, I was thinking it was Los Feliz, maybe. I was in. I was over there. I was eating noodles somewhere and had to wait in line and shit. And uh, I was like looking around and I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" I was like, I was like irritated. Has it been that way for twenty years now? Uh, probably like 10, 10 years, All ten, right. fifteen years. Ten, it's like 10 years. When I used to go as a kid to those areas, it was different. Yeah. Like Echo Park was ghetto. Los yeah. Feliz wasn't as gentrified. And Silver Lake was a little better than Los Feliz, but Echo Park was ghetto. Gentrification, um, man, comes for all. Hey, what are you going to do, man? Uh, yeah, if you've seen Under the Silver Lake, another great movie. Fuck, we should review that movie. Yeah. Sometime. Who directed that one? David Robert Mitchell. All right. So if anybody knows David Robert Mitchell, yeah, we want him on the David show. David Robert Mitchell. All right. We fucking love you. Uh, and yeah, have a good day and week. And have, uh, yeah, have a great day and week. Grind you down. Yeah, stay positive Still out try. there. And uh, if you want to, you know, uh, check out the bachelor. Check out the bachelor. Keep hopeful. Stay hopeful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a depressing world out there. Don't let it. Don't let it get to you. Yeah, don't let anybody shit on your dream, and don't go shitting on anybody else's dream. All right, movies are dead. We're out.